Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to a very special episode of Martinis in the Cobb, the podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. My name is Erica. I am your host tonight. I will be solely by myself. This is a special episode that just kind of came together last minute. Um, we felt bad because we knew we weren't going to have our episode out in time this week that we really wanted to put out. Um, I had some really good content, but we had some technical issues, some corrupted files, and here we are. So I felt bad and decided I wanted to do maybe a special little mini episode that I could just record really quick by myself and edit and get out to you guys. It's not going to be anything humorous. My apologies. Um, This case isn't one that's um, got a lot of humor in it. It is one that I wanted to do at some point or another Um, but wasn't sure really how it would fit in because it is so graphic and horrific um, that it's almost too much to really laugh at. Um, But I did want to make it known. Um, It was a case that I just somehow came across and was really appalled and could not believe how this was not like an international story. So if you guys like how I'm doing this. Maybe we can do this in the future. Just throw out a little special mini episode every once in a while. Or, you know, like this week we had technical issues. Um, Just let us know. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. Um, You can visit our website, martinisinthemacabre.com. Contact us. Drop us an email, martinisinthemacabre at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, If you like this, if you don't, if you hate me, I'm sorry. If you love me, you're welcome. (laughs) That's all I have. Um, So I guess I'll just jump right into it. This is the story of the murder of Kelly Ann Bates. Kelly was a British teenager who was murdered in Manchester on April 16th, 1996 at the age of 17. She had been tortured for over four weeks by her quote-unquote boyfriend, James Patterson Smith, who then drowned her in a bathtub. So a little bit of history here. Born on May 18th of 1978, Kelly was considered strong and sporty, bubbly. She wanted to be a teacher, 
At the time of her death, she was attending college and worked for a graphics firm. James Smith, on the other hand, was an unemployed divorcee in his 40s, living in the Gorton area of Manchester. He had a long history of physical aggression and of dating minors. He was considered by his acquaintances to be, quote, house-proud and well-groomed, but in actuality was just the worst fucking man on the planet. His first marriage ended as a result of his violence in 1980. He then started a relationship with a 20-year-old whom he, quote, used as a punching bag, even while she was pregnant with his child. He also attempted to drown her while she bathed, but she managed to escape. He then began seeing a 15-year-old and continued his pattern of violence. He attacked her and held her head under the water in the kitchen sink in an attempt to drown her. So in 1993, he started this quote-unquote relationship with 14-year-old Kelly Bates, whom he had met while she was babysitting for friends. So for the rest of the podcast, just assume that I'm air quoting the word relationship. (laughs) Their relationship continued for two years before Kelly dropped out of school and moved in with Smith at his home in Gordon. She had kept the relationship from her parents prior to moving out. When Kelly's mother first met Smith, she said, as soon as I saw Smith, the hairs on the back of my neck went up. I tried everything I could to get Kellyanne away from him. The quote-unquote couple separated for a while due to arguments, but by November of 1995, she was living with him again at his house. Her parents started noticing bruises on her, and Kelly would just tell them she had accidents. She became increasingly withdrawn, and in December of 1995, she resigned from her part-time job. Family members received cards for birthdays or anniversaries, supposedly from Kelly, but only Smith had written in them. When Kelly's brother attempted to see her at Smith's house, Smith said she wasn't home. When neighbors asked about her, she was briefly seen at an upstairs window. And on April 16th of 1996, Smith entered a police station and claimed that he may have accidentally killed his girlfriend during an argument in the bath. He said she inhaled bath water and died, despite his attempts made to resuscitate her. He added that she often pretended to be unconscious. Police went to Smith's house and found Kellyanne lying naked in a bedroom. Her blood was in every room in the house, and Kelly was dead. Her autopsy revealed over 150 separate injuries on her body. During the previous month, she was kept bound in the house, sometimes tied up using her hair to tie her to a radiator or chairs, and other times with a ligature around her neck. The home office pathologist that examined her body, William Lawler, stated, quote, In my career, I have never come across injuries so extensive. This is the list of Kelly Ann's injuries. Scalding to her buttock and left leg. Burns on her thigh caused by the application of a hot iron. A fractured arm. Multiple stab wounds caused not only by knives, but also forks and scissors. Stab wounds inside her mouth. Crush injuries to both hands. Mutilation of her ears, nose, eyebrows, mouth, lips, and genitals. Wounds caused by a spade and pruning shears. Partial scalping. 
and both eyes gouged out, then later stab wounds into the empty sockets. The pathologist had determined that her eyes had been removed, quote, not less than five days and not more than three weeks before her death. That means Kelly would have had to endure the ongoing torture completely blind for possibly up to three weeks, never being able to see what would be coming. She had been starved, losing 20 kilograms or 44 pounds in weight, and had received no water for several days before her death. Prosecutor Peter Openshaw said, quote, It was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. They must have been caused over a long period, were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl. The cause of death was drowning, immediately prior to which she had been beaten about the head with a shower head. Openshaw added, quote, her death must have been a merciful end to her torment. Smith maintained that he didn't murder Kelly. He said Kelly, quote, would put me through hell winding me up. He claimed that Kelly taunted him about his dead mother and, quote, had a bad habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on me. When asked for an explanation as to why he had blinded, stabbed, and battered her, his response was that she had dared him to do it, challenging him. The jury took only one hour to find 49-year-old Smith guilty of Kelly Ann Bates' murder. He was sentenced to life with the minimum of 20 years. Many members of the jury had to be provided with professional counseling following the trial, relating to the distress of having to see the photos of Kelly's injuries. Yeah, when I first heard about this case and uh, started looking into it, I was completely appalled and horrified that someone could sit potentially blind for three weeks, still enduring this torture and never knowing what exactly was coming that time or that time or the next time or the time after that because you couldn't see what was coming. My heart absolutely breaks for this girl. And this is another reason why this case was kind of put on a back shelf because it was a case that was very intriguing to me and I wanted to cover, but like I said, it just didn't quite fit into what we usually do. So I know this is a very short one and I know it's a very difficult one and it's not been funny. I'm not that humorous by myself, but uh, I hope it kind of makes up uh, for not having an episode today. We will still have one out this weekend, provided nothing horrible happens. So we just kind of wanted a little filler, something to let you guys know what's going on. And, you know, if you want to have updates and know, you know, if an episode's getting ready to uh, be published or, you know, if we're going to have a delay, something came up, uh, any information that we have about the podcast, we always put out on Facebook and Twitter. And I've been really, really bad about doing the Instagram because I'm not good at Instagram. Um, but if you follow us 
on Facebook, Martinis and Macabre. Twitter uh, is Martinis underscore Macabre. That's where most of our information is going to be. Of course, like I said before, there's always our website, our email address. To ask you guys to please, 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 wherever you get your podcast from, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, please go on and rate and review us. We're really looking for that. We've not really gotten many reviews. We've not really gotten much feedback. And we would love to hear from you guys and see what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and see if there's things we need to change. Also, we want you to please visit geekyclothing.com. That's G-I-K-I clothing.com. That's where you can find all of your martinis and macabre merchandise, um, shirts and mugs, plenty of other excellent clothing and apparel and accessories on there. We would really appreciate it if you would check it out and uh, show off your martinis in the macabre wear. I also want to take this time to thank purpleplanet.com, jewelbeat.com, and pond5.com for all the music and sound effects you may have heard this episode. I want to thank Phaser765, our wonderful son, who did the artwork for our logo. He also is creating his own music. Please check him out. He's on SoundCloud and on YouTube at Phaser765. That's with a PH. And, you know, let him know how he's doing. He's 12 years old, making music, building computers, getting straight A's. He's kind of rocking it out. So I think that's it for this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed this and not completely hated me. I hope we don't lose listeners over this. But... It's my way of kind of saying, I'm sorry, we tried. It was just, it was not working right. There was no way we were going to be able to get any kind of usable stuff from what we got. (laughs) Everything was just so corrupted and not wanting to work right. And it was a lot of technical blah. So, hope you guys have a wonderful next few days and be ready for our newest episode to be coming out hopefully on Sunday. I'm going to work my butt off and try and get it taken care of. That way you guys have some content. Alright. Now that I'm done being idiot talking by myself, I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on carvana from the comfort of home that's a good blend it's time to take it easy like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes talk about starting the morning right just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget 
Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. 